Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. When we think of the term moonshot, we think of big projects that make big leaps forward. Well, recently, Remake Learning, a Pittsburgh-based nonprofit, announced awardees for nine different schools and educational nonprofits that have moonshots in their own districts or in their own buildings. We're going to talk later on in the program to someone from Clareton City School District who's going to talk about their project in particular. But first, we want to find out just what is Remake Learning. Tyler Samstag is director of Remake Learning. Uh, Good morning, Tyler. Good morning. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Remake Learning, uh, who you are, and, and what it is that you do. Remake Learning is a network that ignites engaging, relevant, and equitable learning practices In support of young people navigating rapid social and technological change, we are a network. We are an ecosystem of over 1,200 people, projects, and organizations across southwestern Pennsylvania into the northern panhandle of West Virginia. And at its heart, we believe that no one person or organization alone can transform education. So Remake Learning really strives to connect all the different places that young people learn. You've been around for a while. I, I know from my past uh, involvement at Carnegie Mellon uh, that you've been around for. How long has Remake Learning been around now? In 2022, we will be uh, having our 15th birthday celebration, and so 15 years of Remake and Learning across the region. Congratulations! Where, uh, where is the? Where did the idea for Remake Learning come from? Who was the, the spark, or who were the catalysts for it? So Remake Learning started in 2007. Um, one of the founders was Greg Bear of the Grable Foundation, and in those early days, uh, it really was just a group of organizations coming together and sharing how they were thinking about learning and their commitment to learning innovation. Uh, in those early days, uh, many of these meetings were over breakfast, and so uh, oftentimes they met at the Children's Museum in Pittsburgh. And again, truly, it was um, just sharing what each of these organizations were doing individually and really finding ways for these organizations to work together. There must be, there must be crying need in some of the districts. And again, we'll, we'll hear about some of the projects uh, in a moment or two. But what, what are some of the needs that, that you have identified over the past 14, 15 years um, where Remake Learning has been able to make an impact? So heavily um, in Remake Learning's history, there has been a big focus on cross-disciplinary STEM and STEAM learning, as well as maker-infused learning, as well as computer science more recently. And so, again, um, these are really approaches to learning are cross-disciplinary in nature, empower students to be creators and makers as opposed to consumers. And so uh, Remake Learning has dedicated a lot of energy, time, and resources to supporting um, academic educational organizations to, to really bring some of these learning styles into their organizations. And more recently, and I think especially during the pandemic, uh, there has been a growing interest in personalized learning, um, mm-hmm. really shifting away from 
uh, teaching to the average and, and really focusing on the brilliance and the uniqueness of every student and finding different pathways to ensure all students are able to experience success in their education. Tyler Samstag is a director of Remake Learning. Can you give us uh, your website or, or social media, how people can get more information about you? Absolutely. Everyone can find uh, more information about Remake Learning at remakelearning.org, and you can follow us on every one of the social media platforms. We're talking about the second phase of Moonshot grants that, that has been made through Remake Learning. More than $500,000 uh, has gone to nine different schools and educational nonprofits in southwestern Pennsylvania and the uh, northern panhandle of West Virginia. Back up for me for just a, a minute, Tyler. Tell us, we, a lot of times we hear these terms uh, bandied about STEAM, STEM, maker culture. What is STEAM and how does it differ from STEM? STEAM is the intersection of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Um, It is really centers creative problem solving and computational thinking, design thinking. Uh, It's really based around wicked problems, problems that do not have a right or wrong answer. Uh, They're problem-based, and students have to kind of work collaboratively inquiry-based and and find creative solutions to problems. And again, um, it's really shifting away from um, problems can be solved through the lens of one discipline um, in favor of we need to bring various disciplines together. We need to work together to solve some of the biggest challenges, biggest problems that we're faced with. What is maker culture? I I have... um had the pleasure of talking with some of the students uh, here in McKeesport, where our studio is located, who are out at McKeesport High School. They've got a robotics club, and they come to different community events and uh, do demonstrations, which are a lot of fun, but they're also, I'm learning from them, so they're educational for me as well as the students, but tell people what maker culture is. That's something else that has evolved over the last five to ten years. Maker culture is really empowering students to make solutions, so shifting from pencil and paper to 3D solutions. It can be uh, low-tech, and so students can engineer solutions using everyday found objects to um, a lot of school districts and educational organizations have some high-tech maker spaces in their, in their facilities. Uh, in these spaces, they might have 3D printers, they might have laser engravers, and so students can actually engineer solutions in a way that you might see happening at a university. And this has applications. I mean, we, we hear a lot about trying to uh, rebuild American manufacturing, but this it seems to me that this has applications in later in life for uh, students who are going into engineering, who are going into manufacturing, who may be going into the trades, or even, you know, biology and, and medicine, because they, they are now 3D printing human organs and tissues and things like that. I mean, I, is this accurate? Like, this is getting kids to think about possible career paths. I, I think it's more than accurate. I, I, I believe that they're using this technology in basically any industry one might be interested in, from fashion to music to kind of more engineering-based um, careers like architecture. Uh, we're talking with uh, Tyler Samstag from uh, from Remake Learning, remakelearning.org, or you can follow them on social media. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to Maureen Shaw from the Clarendon City School District about the Moonshot grant that they have received. They are one of nine uh, educational organizations or school districts that have received grants in this latest round of funding. Uh, how many Moonshot awardees have there been now? This, it says this is the second phase, so obviously there was a first phase. How many uh, groups have been funded now through these moonshots? There's a total of 17 projects that will be funded 
uh, through the two stages for a total of just above a million dollars that will be distributed through the Moonshot Grants. And where has the funding for these Moonshot Grants, where has some of the funding streams been? Uh, these are funded through four generous foundations. The foundations are the Grable Foundation, the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Richard King Mellon Foundation, and the Benedict Foundation. And some of the groups uh, involved, uh, in addition to Clareton, uh, One Hood Media Academy, A-plus schools, Assemble Pittsburgh, the Butler Area School District, Homewood Children's Village in Pittsburgh, SLB Radio Productions, which we at uh, Tube City Online actually partner with, Uh, Citizen Science Lab and Wheeling Country Day School are all in this second round. Are all of the Moonshot grants this year involving uh, social and emotional health? They aren't, no. So all of the projects kind of have a a different approach, a different focus area. I think that's uh, definitely an area that is top of mind for for most people these days, but uh, not all of them explicitly are addressing social-emotional learning. You you had 64 applicants, I think, in this latest round. You 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 were able to fund nine. What made these nine stand out to the the selection committee? Absolutely. So the the whole uh, initiative really focused on bold actions that can be taken today to really rethink what the future of education can look like. And so applicants were all asked to think really creatively about what they would like to see learning look like in 10 to 20 years. We called this the preferred future of learning. And so um, they really led with this preferred future of learning. And then the, the rest of the application was an idea. So they pitched an idea that they believed would help accelerate movement towards this preferred future of learning. Uh, They look for inspiration and early indications of change that are occurring now, whether that's within education or outside of education. Uh, But really, the the three major components of all the successful applicants were um, really taking a bold risk, so, uh, you know, really looking for a novel solution. Uh, They centered justice and equity. And then they really emphasize the importance of partnerships. And partnerships could be outside of one's organization, but it could also be creative partnerships within one, one's organization. So a school district could have really intentionally integrated student voice or parents and caregivers, for example. Are, are these moonshot projects, are they awarded every year, or is this a relatively new part of re, what Remake Learning does? This is uh, unique for 2021. We thought that this is a better time than ever to support educational organizations to really think boldly. Overnight, um, schools and educational organizations had to completely rethink how they approach teaching and learning. And so the the goal of these was to provide some financial support to, to allow them to even think further about what learning and teaching could look like. Some of the projects, um, as we mentioned, the Clareton one is about behavioral health, but uh, there's a biodome experiment uh, being done. There are projects on the environment. There's projects on space exploration and uh, exploring space careers, um, which has been a lot in the news uh, lately with all of the interest, especially in private space exploration. What, what are some outcomes that Remake Learning is, is hoping to see? I mean, I, I know each of these projects is very different and very divergent, but, but in your mind, what, what, what will we see after a year uh, of, of each of these projects? So these truly were not programmatic grants, and, and we really are encouraging uh, the grantees to experiment. And so we want to learn alongside the grantees. We are going to work closely with them to document implementation of these projects and really the, the goal for the network is to report back to the network um, what was successful, 
what may have not been successful, but in those senses, what might we learn from those things that were not successful? So if other people would like to replicate, if the organization would like to scale what they did in these um, experiments, we have a lot of data, a lot of stories that could support them and others in thinking boldly as they look ahead as well. Will there be spinoffs? I mean, will, you know, something that's happening in the Butler School District or Wheeling Country Day School or Homewood or Clarendon, will will that then be a model that some other school or some other district can emulate? Absolutely, and that's the beauty of a learning network of an ecosystem like Remake Learning. Uh, Nothing is one and done. Uh, The goal is for everything that comes out of Remake Learning to go back into the network. And so many projects that are, are thriving within the network uh, may have started through a small grant funding opportunity in years past and, and now are an active member of the network. So everything that comes out of these projects will go back into the ecosystem for other people to learn from and hopefully to scale to replicate in their environment. What haven't I asked you about? What's important for people to know about Remake Learning or about the Moonshot grants in particular? I just think overall uh, Remake Learning has dedicated a lot of energy in the past year and a half to to think boldly about the future of learning. And and overall, as an organization, we think there's a lot of things we can do today to really accelerate movement in the direction that we want to see. And so um, that really is a theme of these grants, but also the many other bodies of work that fall within Remake Learning. And we are an open network. Uh, Anybody can be a part of Remake Learning. So we encourage folks to come to the website, uh, join the network, and be an active member within this ecosystem. Uh, this year so far, Remake Learning has awarded more than $1 million to 16 different recipients in these Moonshot grants. The latest round includes nine educational organizations and schools uh, that were awarded up to $70,000 each. We're going to hear from one of them, uh, Clarendon City School District, in just a minute. We've been talking so far to Tyler Samstag. He is director of Remake Learning. You can find them online, remakelearning.org, or you can follow them on social media. Thank you so much, Tyler, for taking some time to talk with us and tell us about this this morning. Thank you. We really appreciate it. When we come back, we'll talk to Maureen Shaw. She is a high school counselor in the Clarence City School District about what that district intends to do with its Remake Learning Grant. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. We wanted to talk to one of the local groups that will be implementing uh, a, a grant from Remake Learning. Maureen Shaw is a counselor at Clareton City High school. She uh, is on the phone with us this morning. Good morning, Maureen. Good morning. Uh, Tell us, uh, first off, a little bit for people who maybe are outside the area, because the radio stations do reach pretty pretty far. Tell us a little bit about uh, Clarence High School. Um, So we're a small district. Um, We're located located in the Mon Valley, um, south of Pittsburgh. And um, we have K through 12 in one building, which is um, very beneficial to us. And um, it's been a community that was a steel town that has fell on hard times because, um, you know, there's some poverty and um, things like that in the area, and, and a lot of the kids who have experienced trauma and different issues. So um, 
a lot of difficulties among the population. But people and parents who are very invested in the community and who, who are very much uh, striving to do the right thing and to reach above and beyond, is that accurate? Absolutely. It's, it's that old, you know, neighborhood mentality that no longer exists, that I correct your child in the neighborhood. And we have a lot of families who have been around a long time. And I know, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm getting uh, the children of children that I've had sure. um, as a school counselor. And so it's, I know your mother, I know your grandmother. And um, there's a lot of that and just everybody pitching in to help the students and families in Clareton. Your project at Clareton City School District that you will be implementing with Remake Learning uh, involves training in social-emotional learning. What is social-emotional learning? So it's educating the whole child, and um, this project specifically focuses on every student but also every staff member in the Clareton City School District. So social-emotional learning is really meeting the needs of the students. Um, if you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. um, if the student is not feeling love and belonging, and if they're not feeling safe and secure, then they're not able to reach the next level and really learn and grow and excel. So um, we find that it, it's necessary to meet those social and emotional needs of the, all students um, in the district. So this is going to be a program that not only services students, but also staff members to their um, mental health and well-being and social and emotional well-being. You you are partnering, too, with a number of other groups. Who are some of the groups that you are partnering with on this project? Yes, so we're partnering partnering with Awaken Pittsburgh, which they are a nonprofit who focuses on mindfulness um, in strict we're partnering with Jefferson Behavioral, um, and they have a program called the Chill Program that has been implemented in several um, school districts around the area. And then we're partnering with Carnegie Mellon, and they're um, going to be doing research and following the effectiveness of this program among uh, the students and staff in Clareton. Maureen Shaw is on the phone with us. She is a counselor at uh, Clareton City High School uh, in Clareton, PA. They are one of the groups that is working with uh, Remake Learning in this latest round of grants. Is this going to reach all of the students, or is this for middle school students, high school students? Which students will be involved? This is, this is for all students, which is, is another benefit of this program, because we know that the students and the staff need assistance at all levels. And so we're hoping to start with the young ones, teaching them skills for emotional regulation, mindfulness techniques, and how to deal with stress and trauma at a young age, and then continue that learning throughout um, their schooling. But we also do not want to forget the kids that are in high school and in order to help them and the adults as well. So this is going to touch everyone in um, the entire district. One of the things that, that every community in the, in the Mon Valley and East Hills of Pittsburgh has been touched to some degree or another um, is violence. We, we've, we've, it's, it's a problem, I know, in McKeesport, Braddock, Turtle Creek, Clareton, Glassport, and, and all of the communities up and down the valley. You mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, talk to me about, you you've, must have counseled students who have, have known someone or have had a loved one who has been touched by violence. What What's going through their mind when that happens? Sure. So, unfortunately, in my 17 years at Clareton School District, I've encountered quite a bit of students and families and staff members who have experienced trauma. We've lost um, students. We've lost family members um, to gun violence. We've, um, you know, had students witness gun violence personally. 
um, and a lot of trauma. So some of the things that I deal with in just this past week, had students in my office in the week before, um, really post-traumatic stress-type reactions um, where you see the students are, um, you know, experiencing sleeplessness, flashbacks, um, unable to concentrate, falling asleep in class. It really is affecting their their learning and even their ability to come to school. You know, absenteeism is, is an issue. And um, when you hear the, the amount of trauma that some of these um, families and students have been through, it's it just, um, it's remarkable feel for them and you want to provide as much support as possible because it, it's very impactful. And some of these uh, families and students have experienced repeated trauma. So it's not one isolated incident where someone they love has been affected by violence. It's been several. And, um, you know, there's a thought that there's desensitization, but I, I very much disagree with that. It, it, it Trauma affects your brain. And um, though you may become accustomed to things, it, it affects you every time you experience this trauma. And I see that over and over again among students and staff as well. We're talking with uh, Maureen Shaw. She's a counselor at uh, Clareton City School District. Um, we're talking about they have received a grant uh, from Remake Learning to create a partnership uh, to provide students and educators with access to training in social and emotional learning. Um, not to dwell on the, the the subject, but something that I have seen with families is that a cycle of violence can create a cycle of violence. You talked about students coming to school unable to sleep, unable to focus on their studies, unable to, to do kid stuff because they've had something serious happen in their neighborhood or, or in their family. Does that then make them, in your mind, more prone to uh, dropping out of the system or, or having additional additional difficulties later in life? Sure. It definitely puts them in the at-risk category, I would say, because, you know, if you're dealing with this um, unresolved trauma and these um, traumatic effects and students are missing school and fall behind academically, and then it becomes harder and harder to um, recuperate that and to catch up and to move forward with your goals, and and certainly that does contribute. It's different for everyone Mm -hmm. and, and their response, but um, I also see a lot of uh, people who are impacted who aren't accessing help sure. um, during these difficult times. And the reason this program is so beneficial is that it touches every student. So that student who would fly under the radar and may not feel comfortable asking for support is given these tools to deal with the stress, to deal with the trauma, and, you know, maybe make a connection with someone that they feel like they're able to then ask for the help that they need and, and address the issues before that cycle of dropout and, and poverty and it continues. What this project then is trying to do is try to break that cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. And re- reach everyone, all those people who, um, you know, we wouldn't normally. It's, a, it's very difficult to identify because uh, trauma and and anxiety can manifest in very different ways, and sometimes that kid in school and puts their head down may not get the same attention as someone who's acting out or or displaying violent behaviors or aggressive behaviors. So some of those ones that just kind of do what they have to do, and they they are missed, and they might need help just as badly as the, the acting out student. What sorts of resources will you have access to uh, through this Remake Learning uh, grant and through this partnership that you have with Jefferson Behavioral AHN, uh, Awaken Pittsburgh, and with Carnegie Mellon? 
So there will be mindfulness coaches um, placed in the uh, elementary and middle high school, and we will have um, what's called chill rooms, which will be areas where, um, you know, the atmosphere is just different than a normal classroom. Um, and the mindfulness coaches will operate in these chill rooms, and every month each student will cycle through the chill room, and they'll be receiving lessons on mindfulness, emotional regulation, social-emotional learning, and um, given tools to help with that. In addition, we also have therapists from Jefferson Behavioral who will be working with mindfulness coaches so that if it becomes apparent that some of these students might need a little bit more, mm-hmm. we can make the appropriate referrals for mental health counseling um, for these students as well. Um, in addition to that, our staff members will be receiving um, education regarding mindfulness, um, so emotional regulation, dealing with trauma, and this school year they'll be receiving 18 hours of that through the Awaken um, Pittsburgh program so that the teachers can be speaking the same language as the students and helping to coach the students through their emotional issues, but then also dealing with their own stressors. Because we are such a small school district that we're very tight-knit. So when something happens to one of our students or one of our families, we feel it deeply. We experience it with them. And so the teachers need to address their own Sure. Uh, emotional needs as well. Remake Learning calls these the, the moonshot awardees, the, the the nine schools and nonprofits, including Clareton City School District, that have received these grants. They're calling these moonshots. A moonshot to me implies a big leap forward. It implies, you know, a, a major um, sea change type project. Is, is that in your mind what this is for Clareton High School and for the school district? Absolutely. We are looking for a, a complete culture shift in our school district. And We're very much well aware that it's going to take time, and this is not going to happen overnight. But we are looking to create an atmosphere of where the students feel safe, the faculty feel safe, and they're able to deal with whatever comes their way, you know, because we can't control the outside factors that happen to the students and the staff, but we can control how we respond and the the type of skills that we use to combat the difficulties that are faced. Well, it sounds to me like there's going to be a, a degree of mentorship where the older students are going to help maybe younger students, their younger friends or their younger siblings, or, or cope with these same issues. Absolutely. And what we're hoping to do as the program unfolds is to have maybe some of the older students in a student advisory type role mm-hmm. so that they can provide us with some input on how to make the the chill room more uh, student-friendly. What are some ways that we can change the program to meet their needs better? Because um, it's for them, and we need feedback from the students and the staff to continue to tweak it and make it better for everyone. The hope is to have that, once we're up and running fully, have that student advisory committee to help with those types of things as well. Is it safe to say that you would not be able to do this without this moonshot grant from Remake Learning. Yes, it's very safe to say that. Um, We are a low-income school district, and with the way things are funded in Pennsylvania, we do not have the same opportunities that most school districts, um, you know, bigger school districts, um, school districts that have uh, more funds available to them. Some um, local school districts are able to just work it into their budget, and that's not an option for Clareton City School District. Um, so we really had to seek outside grants and funding for this program to make it possible. 
um, but we believe in it, and we appreciate the people who um, believe in our students and our staff and are willing to invest in them because I think that they deserve it as much as any student from any school district. So I'm just so happy that they're going to have this opportunity afforded to them despite, you know, having to not have the funds at our disposal as a school district. We're finding a way to make this happen for them. Maureen Shaw is a high school counselor in the Clareton City School District. Clareton City School District is one of nine school districts and educational nonprofits in southwestern Pennsylvania that has been awarded a moonshot grant, uh, more than $500,000 total, uh, to work on social and emotional learning and help students uh, deal with daily stressors that may hold them back from academic success. Maureen, Thank you for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Yes, thank you very much. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.